you know, I don't want to tell you about the movie I watched last night because I feel like I have nothing really to say about it, although it was fucking... In- <laughs> Uh, what weird movie story <laughs> negging are you doing right now? Like, you know what? <laughs> yeah, what is this? Yeah, okay. Here, here. I'll just tell you. I watched a movie. Uh, it's available on Amazon Prime. Uh-huh. It's an old movie from 93 okay. called Nemesis. Okay. Um, it is it, it is very much Blade Runner uh, inspired. William Gibson. Everybody's wearing clip-on sunglasses in the movie. Cool. Uh, there's a lot to like about the movie. It stars a... Um, a professional kickboxer turned actor cool. uh, like Jean-Claude Van Damme. And he does show his butt in it like Jean-Claude Van Damme has a, uh, a, a, a an appearance of a young Tom Jane. Uh, you get to see his butt as well. Uh, <laughs> is this lot. like a Mr. Skin review? I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah this is Mr. Skin. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you the time codes. Uh, but I... Uh, uh, it's such a funny movie because it's not the the plot is just nonsensical. Like like a quarter through the film, I think the filmmakers thought, you know, I I I don't know what this means, but like let's give a bunch of these Sega Genesis looking bad guys giant guns and let's just have them shoot at each other. Cool. And because everybody's a cyborg in this movie, just like bullets are just like they're just exchanging bullets until they like. Their torso explodes. Oh, they're all made of metal, uh, so they can the bullets just can bounce uh, off of them. Uh, yeah, but there's the, there's an incredible few sequences in this movie. It's really worth watching. It's really bad, but it's a lot of fun. There's a lot to like. Mm-hmm. But there is an incredible uh, fight on a muddy, wacky slide from like a carnival <laughs> that like just keeps going and going and going. <laughs> and there's like there's like a gun exchange. Uh, there's like a firefight in a hotel room that just goes on for like two minutes, like just an insane amount of bullets being exchanged. It's super funny. And then, and then the, our hero shoots like a hole through the ground and like he falls through like several flights of. But he shoots like a circle, like like a Roger Rabbit rabbit cartoon, like shoots a cir- circle around himself yes. and falls. Th- I love that. Cool. It's so fucking incredibly ridiculous. Um, yeah, check it out, Nemesis. Uh, it spawned um, four sequels, Dom. So I'm thinking it's pretty yes, good. So I heard. So I heard. I heard Nemesis three is mostly comprised of leftover footage from Nemesis two. <laughs> that actually sounds like the best movie in some weird way. Yeah. I really want to. I really want to watch a sequel. Well, I heard it. I read it inspired uh, Resident Evil Nemesis. Actually, like that whole that whole thing. Oh yeah, like Nemesis oh, makes sense. And Resident Evil also has a really nice butt. So like that's kind of the the creative inspiration. It was it was mostly butt inspiration. Yes. Well, the 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 the, the bad guy in the whole film is is the commissioner of the LAPD, and he is a cyborg. And he is unstoppable. And he has a shotgun, and he shoots the shotgun like over buildings that, and they land like war uh, missiles. And near our hero, it's crazy. Okay, it's super fun. cool. It's That's stupid. cool. I'm just thinking. Uh, you were talking about this this overly long shootout, and Dom, I was just recently out there with you, and I watched a movie. <laughs> And I was in the middle of an LA shootout. And I just oh I was in the my middle, god! Middle of an LA oh shootout. my god! We 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 just got done. Like we all had an edible. We watched. Uh, I think Revenge of the Ninja, yes. which is a, an amazing. Movie. It was awesome. Um, uh, but then, like, we were all packing up, getting ready for bed, and Paul's like, I, "You know, I'm still awake. I'm gonna stay up." And I'm like, you know, cleaning up, about <laughs> to get ready for bed. And I walk past the TV and thinner is on. And oh, I was like, God, is that why you kept talking about thinner? Okay. 
Yeah, I watched dinner while I was at Dom's house. <laughs> he watched the whole thing. He stayed up and watched the whole thing. And I'm like laying in bed and I hear like, oh, like people yelling and then like a crash. <laughs> and I was like, did the did the, 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 blow job the manslaughter blowjob, the blowjob manslaughter just happen? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm not familiar with a blowjob manslaughter in Thinner. Um, the, the, pre- the entire premise of the movie hinges on it, Chad, if you didn't I know. You get yeah. it, I thought it was about a, a, a gypsy curse turning you thinner it is and the reason it happens is because the our quote-unquote hero of the movie there's no good characters in the movie everyone's a shithead it's not a good movie chad uh so everyone's a shithead and our hero quote-unquote is getting a blowjob from his wife for some reason (laughs) on the road And he's having for some reason. For some reason, some reason when you're married and you love each other, Paul, you give each other roadhead all the time. He's, it's a thing. Uh, he's a terrible husband. He does not deserve a road blowjob. He doesn't deserve it, and he gets it anyway. And then he hits an old lady who is turns out to be a gypsy, and her husband sees it and knows that he was getting a blowjob during it and was enjoying killing his his wife. And, and and disclaimer, the, the term gypsy that you're using is the term the film yes, uses. Yes, I don't yes. agree with this. The movie's terribly no, racist. I am, terribly, I am calling racist. out the film trope that for three or four decades was completely okay of a random magical gypsy that is just got powers. Yes, uh, the whole the whole group of gypsies that run this carnival that's in town have magic powers, apparently. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to get into the whole plot of Thinner, which I know all of because <laughs> I watched the whole thing. Well, it, you do have to say that he gets cursed and starts losing yes, weight. Yes, he, he gets cursed with Thinner. He, t- he rubs his cheek and makes him thinner. Uh, is, it, is, it, starts, is it like... Oh, go ahead. Well, the whole premise is he do- he wants to lose weight. He's, got, he's gluttonous. He loves eating food. And he wants to lose weight. And then he starts to lose weight after he gets thinner. And he thinks it's great because he can eat whatever he wants. And he's getting thinner. And then he realizes that he's going to die because he's he's losing weight at a crazy... You know, an, an unsustainable amount of, time, mm-hmm. of weight over time. Uh, and he... he uh, he eventually figures out that the quote-unquote gypsies did this to him. Uh, and I was telling Dom, and this is making me, the movie Nemesis made me think of this, because the early 90s, there was a point where action movies became the thing, and they didn't realize that you could just, they thought like you could just fire guns incessantly, and it it equated to excitement in movies in the early 90s. There's a shootout in Thinner, a movie that does not need a shootout in it whatsoever. Yeah, I was not expecting that. There he uh, the the man who has been thinnered who has been cursed hires a an Italian mobster in this small main town that he lives in, uh, and uh, the Italian mobster starts shooting at the quote unquote gypsies, uh, and then they all pull guns out for some reason. They're all armed. <laughs> They're all armed for some for racist reasons. This <laughs> carnival all... is is strapped with ammo, the, dude. They go nuts, and there's like a 10-minute shootout. There was a point I was watching it late at night, and everybody else was asleep, and I had to turn the TV down because an insane shootout just started happening in the middle of this movie. And that's the 90s. Uh, I mean, you know... Not to not not to take anything away from the Cohen brothers, but they are also guilty of it in Miller's Crossing. Yeah. In the middle of Miller's Crossing, there is a insane shootout that happens oh, uh, yeah. that's led by Sam Raimi that does not serve the plot whatsoever. <laughs> it's just like 
that I'm telling you, in the '90s, there was just like this like gun frenzy that I, I I guess I just want to clarify: we're acting as if random gun shootouts are bad. They're and fun. I just think any any movie could could benefit from a random gun shootout. Like name Absolutely. one that wouldn't. Um, I, I, I Babe imagine... pig in the city. No, <laughs> gravity. <laughs> Uh, I imagine Juno. I, I always come back to great. Gravity, everybody's favorite forgotten film. <laughs> gravity, Babe, babe uh, Pig in the City. No, uh, no, B- Big in My Hearts. Uh, listen, the inspiration for uh, Babe Pig in the City led to uh, Mad Max Fury Road. A lot of stuff from that director. You're right. You're fucking right. Right. You're right. That's you know what that was, Chad. That that movie, the Mad Max Fury Road, was his vision of Babe Pig in the City with the gun shootout in it. <laughs> that they wouldn't let that they him wouldn't make. let him they have. Wouldn't let him we make can't it. give this pig a gun. Why? What, why not? <laughs> give this pig a gun. Welcome to Goosebumps. Yeah, welcome to Goosebumps. Let me let me <laughs> also. Let me, let I don't know if mention. you know the the. I don't know if you know the Aerosmith song that they never got to release, which is Porgy's Got a Gun. And that was a song that was held back by the censors in the early nineties. While while we're talking about movies, I just want to share because it'd be naturally bring up why my voice sounds like um, burnt toast. Uh, I came back from a bachelor party in San Diego. Um, Congratulations on surviving it. Thank you. Well, you know. It's pretty tame. Just a bunch of bunch of thirty something dudes all just. uh, I, uh, Chad. I think at at this age, Chad, any bachelor party that any of us survives is a is a feat I, worthy I was, of being proud of i was up past 1 a.m and it was very tough it was very it's rough hard it's a it's hard thing to live through <laughs> uh but i'm yelling for about 24 hours straight because it's that thing where like dudes yelling just hits a fervor where that's the new default volume for conversation <laughs> yes uh, absolutely when five let's just say when five boys get together the rowdy commences yes okay yeah it gets rowdy. well actually um a group of more than four or five boys is called a rowdy it's like a murder of crows yes you're right oh a, ra- a rowdy of boys, a rowdy of boys. <laughs> boys are coming this way uh but i wanted to share based on movies uh for whatever reason you know in our choice of airbnbs to rent out for a bachelor party in san diego uh the boys the rowdy the rowdy uh, the rowdy chose a Wolf of Wall Street themed bachelor pad. Wow. That I just got to say, I can't fucking stand Wolf of Wall Street. I know everyone loves it. It's a terrible movie. Um, okay, that's fair. With, with absolutely no downsides to any characters. It's like, hey, remember in Casino or Goodfellas? What if like they didn't learn a lesson about being <laughs> bad guys? Like, what if yeah. nothing bad happened? It's just a fantasy. Anyway. Uh, it's like it's like if it's like if Thinner happened and Thinner just got thinner and was happy at the end of it. Yeah, he's yeah, like, thin, hashtag inspiration, guys. <laughs> I love it. just a skeleton. <laughs> Also, here's just a bunch of random scenes of Margot Robbie nude for no reason. Uh, it has nothing to do with the context of the movie. Uh, yeah. So it's this. It's like this like seven bedroom penthouse. It's also one of those like it looks fancy, but everything is falling apart. But at, which mm-hmm. is also maybe a good metaphor for Wolf of Wall Street. But like, yeah. imagine a place with all the walls just painted with random quotes from the movie, and like Leonardo DiCaprio's face everywhere, surrounded whoa, whoa, by whoa, whoa, walls. Whoa, whoa. It, oh, it really was themed by Wolf. No, no, no. Wolf it was literally a Wolf of Wall Street part. Yeah, like I thought you my meant bed, like wow, spe- wow. Okay, no, my bedroom wall. Yeah, because I think I also thought that my bedroom wall had giant quotes of. Was this all legal? Absolutely not. And then just like our kitchen had Leonardo DiCaprio's face looking down on us. And 
It was it was there's one of Ew. Uh, that scene where he tries to have sex with Margot Robbie and she's like no and like that was painted on a wall like it was so weird. Ew! What I, the fuck? I do not approve of this. I can't believe people actually watched that movie and took that wow and took that well, as so, like a, oh this is good. Yeah, wow. so the weirdest... I mean, I can totally believe that part. Oh. I mean, it's, <laughs> but, it's a very uh, bro dude the, movie. The fact, the fact, yeah. the fact, the fact that this room was available and that it was also rented, I'm just kind of like, oh. It seemed very popular. It seemed a very popular place. Uh, wow. But the weird part was, is knowing all that, after we rented it, we were told from the owners that absolutely not, no bachelor parties or birthday parties allowed in this apartment. This is just for <laughs> other... They, 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 didn't, they didn't figure out that your rowdy was doing it for a bachelor party? Well, even before, and they're just like, yeah, this is only just for other groups or... We, I mean, we just like, fine, sure, we're memorializing our dead uh, frat brother... Uh, gotcha. well, in there and that, but like, if you make a Wolf of Wall Street penthouse, that is only exclusively going to be used to murder women in, like, and have really bad bro parties in. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and then Terrifying. also, just, well, I, I'm 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 happy to hear that you survived it. Chad. Thank you. Also, I I'd like to think my my theory is that the owners of these these Airbnbs they just pick different Jonah Hill movies to have uh, rooms based off of. Like that's the thing. They just own there's like, like a there's like a Moneyball room. Oh yeah, there's, like a money, there's a Moneyball room for the sure. Walls. There's there's definitely a uh, like. Uh, uh, what's that movie when he's in college? Okay, I can't remember. The reference is now gone out of my head. Superbad? Uh, yeah, sure, Superbad. I was thinking about the one with Justin Long. But yeah, there's like a Superbad room. Uh, there's there's uh, get him to the Greek Oh my type god, of- the Justin Long one. That's yeah, the fucking, it's like the follow-up to Freaks and, not the follow-up to Freaks and Geeks, but it's like similar, right? That's it's the one where it's like, don't show. go to college. Uh, no, 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 not that one. There's one where like Justin Long and Blake Lively and uh, the guy we're just talking about. My it. brain is fried. I'm finding it. I'm finding it. It's called Accepted. Accepted. The whole movie is about don't go to college, you fucking sheep. That's that. That's the entire movie. That's where they. That's where they make their own college. That movie is funny. I'm it gonna throw fu- it out there. I'm gonna say it's funny. There's I some like good it. jokes in it, but I imagine it a penthouse built around Accepted. Wow. Anyway, hmm, yeah, I like uh, it. I'd go to. I'd go to that. My apologies for my voice ahead of time for being like this. Is all I'm saying. Listen, hey, that's okay. I mean, to be honest, Chad, I don't know if there's much to say <laughs> about the book that we read for today's episode of Goosebuds, chosen by our patrons at patreon.com slash goosebuds if you want to get in there and vote. Just going to throw that out there. Yeah, we're letting... Shout out to all the patrons, okay? We're letting our patrons guide us through the remaining 30 or so books of Goosebumps, the original series. Yeah, and, and we threw up there. What did we throw up? Calling All calling all Creeps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, say Cheese and Die Again. What was... What, the, there was another ghost one. Whatever one was next um, in the line. Ghost Camp. Yeah, go, ghost, ghost Camp I threw up. Ghost there. Camp. And then the one that was chosen is Egg Monsters from Mars. Is it, I just got to ask this: is this is this book like half the length of normal Goosebump book? I'm looking right now. I can see the page count. Uh, no, actually, Chad. Oddly okay. enough, this one is- there. There were some. There were some short chapters. There yes. were, there were a few short chapters in this book. Um, rightfully so, because uh, n- next to nothing happened. <laughs> no, and I've, I've got I've got a bone. I've got a bone or two to pick here. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to lay it out there. I'm just going to do the synopsis first. Sure, okay? yeah. This is what happens in Egg Monsters from Mars. Can I just say that we got? it starts with an uh, egg orgy. An egg orgy. An egg fight orgy. For like the whole oh. first chapter, it's just kids having an egg goddamn orgy. With okay, I, when you said that for a second, I was like, yes. I don't remember the eggs fucking. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes. 
Yes, yes, yes. I see. Yes. So uh, we 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 open up. We're on. We have our we have our hero. His name is Dana. He likes science. He study a he studied a toenail mm-hmm. of his. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's very scientific minded. He he loves science. He's got a sister, Brandy. She wants an egg hunt for her birthday. They have it in the egg hunt. He finds down by the creek in a large egg with a very hard shell with veins that is pulsating. I really like this part of the book where like the description of the egg is interesting with veins and it's pulsating. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, he puts the egg in his balled up sock drawer. Not sure what that's about. <laughs> um, Wait, do you not uh, ball up your it, socks? It, well, I, I, you know, I don't ball them do up. Do you fold your socks, Dom? No, I just, I pair them. Sure. And look, we're not, I, I don't want to get distracted. <laughs> Fans want to know this, about Dom's to, socks. Okay, we well, go ahead. Talk about you your socks. Not allowed. Not allowed. Actually, I did tweet about my socks recently um, <laughs> with photos. I have, I have Gangnam style socks that I got I at saw the those. Store. Those are great socks. Um, but I, thank you. Um, <laughs> I, 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 oh, how, oh, yes. Yeah. So he puts it, he puts the egg in his sock drawer. The egg hatches. He tries to show everyone the egg. Mm-hmm. It's 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 like the cover, you know, thick yolky goop mm-hmm. with eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, he puts it in a shoebox. He tries to show his parents. They don't care. He tries to show his neighbor. They don't care. Mm-hmm. So he goes, I got to take this somewhere. He takes it to the lab. The local science the Yeah, lab. yeah. Every kid the local knows where the local lab, lab is. <laughs> he passes it on his way to school. Takes it to the science lab and it's closed. Oh no. But however, there's Dr. Gray there who manages the lab or something. I can't remember. But he he is interested in what Dana has. He brings him in. He looks in the box. He he sees the egg monster. He says that it is from Mars. He says that he thought he collected all of the eggs that shot to Earth in a Martian storm that happened on Mars. Uh, there was a storm on Mars, and eggs shot down to Earth. Yeah, I didn't really get and that. He, he said he meteors, right? Like, does he mean meteors, not eggs? It, well, they're eggs. They're meteor. They're meteors, but they are eggs, right? I guess. That's I, true. Anyway, I guess. Look, I guess. Let's not let's not get let's not get distracted here. Like we're almost done talking about the book. <laughs> <Right. laughs> we're, we're ready to wrap this one up. <laughs> so so the, he goes. Yes, look look in this room. I thought they they all landed only in this town, and I've collected all these egg monsters. Here they are, and he shows them. They're in this freezer type room, and they make shapes. They mm-hmm. they circle around the doctor and Dana. Um, he, he, he describes that they make other shapes. That's not really ever explained why, but you know, uh, Dr. Gray then reveals that, uh, Dana is not allowed to leave the lab because he's touched the egg. He's been exposed to it. Also, he knows that it's from Mars mm-hmm. and that if Dana gets out, he might cause hysteria. Yes. By saying that we've been invaded by Mars. Yes. So the rest of this book is Dana sitting in this freezer with these egg monsters and he's trying to get out. He's shouting for help. He, he his his parents come by. He's shouting for help for his parents to to come into this freezer and find him. They don't. And then finally, Doctor Gray goes, uh, "Hey, by the way, uh, I'm coming back into the freezer." Dana seizes his moment. He bolts out the door. He runs all the way home. Um, he tells his parents about the egg monsters. 
Uh, They go back to the lab. They're not there. They go home. It's the next day. And... It's over. Yep. He's he's on his way to his friend's house, his next door neighbor's house. Mm-hmm. And the final sentence of the book is that he sees an egg on the ground. That's wait, it. No. That's, that is what all you, that happens wait, what in this book. About? What are you guys talking about? That's not just the end Did of it. Did something else happen? God. You guys missed the craziest part of the ending. Yeah, the craziest part of the ending is that he doesn't see an egg on the ground, Dom. He hunches over and shits out an egg. He shits the egg out. He he play he lays an egg, Dom. Wait, hold on a second. What? Oh, yeah. yeah, dude, he he births an egg. He births an egg. I'm bringing it. It comes out of his dick hole and everything. Okay, wait. I crouched crouched down on the grass and I laid the biggest egg you ever saw. Final sentence of the book. Yeah, that's it. And it, it comes out of nowhere. It's like one paragraph total covering the entire idea of it. There's no like, oh, my tummy oh my was God. rumbling and I felt really sick. It's literally just like, ah, it was a pretty good day. And then I just shit an egg. My final. Oh, my God. My- I completely missed that because I was so annoyed with this book. <laughs> I- and I can talk about how I was annoyed with this book. And then I got a bone to pick with RL. Duh. But I completely, I completely bl- just read over that. Dude. Wow. He shit out an egg. I made my final note of my notes for this reading was the ending rl laid the biggest egg of all this book that's my note <laughs> damn <laughs> okay wait i i, I want to call it a few minor details in the overall summary because dom you're right that is the pretty much yes me too. yes i wanted to give it i wanted to give a a a a, a, a broad summary here we, because that, those are the major things that happen but let's get to the details yeah we need to go through the stupidity that happened in this story there was a fair amount I, I think ahead, there's something where at least I want to point out that the, for the first part of the book, when my hopes hadn't been completely dashed, I'm like, wow, this boy is, uh, he's kind of following through and he's being smart. He's, he found an alien egg. He tries to show his parents. His parents are just gone randomly because they're out probably doing swinger shit. And he's like, well, I'll go to the lab. I'll go to a scientist. It's the thing that no kid ever does in these books of like, I'm going to talk to the authorities. I'm going right, to get find some eyes an, on an this. expert, right? Yeah, I'm, totally. I'm, yeah, I'm growing hair uncontrollably all over my body. Better not talk to a doctor. Better, right, better just right. keep this hidden and buried. So I really appreciated that part. It's weird that the gray doctor was just immediately like, "Well, uh, I'm not allowed to go out anywhere. I also must be quarantined." But I go, I'll have, I'll have a meeting with this random boy who wants to come by. Even if he didn't <laughs> right, have an egg monster, right. he's now <laughs> trapped that boy with him even before the discovery. Like, and that's that that was was really creeping me out about this book. There is an a, a straight up abduction by yeah. an adult with a mustache. <laughs> Did he say he had a mustache? Uh, was that a detail? And that was a detail. He had a mustache. He touched it a few times. Yeah, creepily, uh, yeah. As someone with a mustache, you know, I can say. We're not all creeps who abduct children. That's the <laughs> stereotype that that people with mustaches are going to have to fight for a long time. Dom, you're for taking a long it back. Time. You're and taking you know the I'm mustache back. I'm taking it back from the gross people. But um, yeah, he freaking abducts this kid. And a, a large portion of this book is just Dana having been abducted. At least, and at least half of this book is him being abducted. Which is frustrating because, you know, I'm down with a pulsating egg that hatches yeah. and then there's yolk monsters inside with eyes. Yeah. It's a shame that the boy is abducted by a person. Mm-hmm. Like... Let's have the aliens come down. The, like, let's further, let's heighten the idea of aliens coming to Earth. Well, the pro- yeah, the problem is that the, the bad in this book is not the egg monster from Mars. 
It's the in fact they're nice. They're very nice. They make a, they, they make they make uh, he's freezing in this freezer and the egg monsters form an egg Yeah, yeah I want I want to I want to bring that out which I think is whether RL meant it or not. He I think that's a cool detail. I, I by the way I also think this book was incredibly dumb. Uh so I'm not yeah. defending it all the time. I, there's something about No, no, no. Okay. Oh, yeah, the egg monsters. I've noticed that if they're in normal room temperature, they melt. I was like, I guess because Mars mm-hmm. is cold, I guess. That's why, like, they're not, like, they are not, it's they're not sensitive, an invasion. sensitive, yeah. Yeah, they are not an invasion force. It seems like they are the equivalent of, like, like sea turtles that due to a tsunami got washed up on shore away from the ocean right. or something. Like, right. they don't want to be there. They are the good guys of this story. And just a creepy old man is the villain. It's got a very Gremlins vibe to it. Early on when he finds the egg, mm. it's a weird egg. You know, he, he's taking care of it and it's born and the creature's weird, but kind of cute at the same time. Yeah, it's it's got like they're they're kind of nice little creatures. But yeah, then it, then they have to add a bad end. And it's the it's the science. Science is the bad guy, right? Science is once again the bad guy. Yeah. I, I mean, the I, I, I couldn't help but think that this film borrows a little from Invaders from Mars. Um, I've never seen it as a film. Uh, it's a it's a wacky film uh, where a kid discovers that you know Martians are invading Earth and taking over the town uh-huh. in a uh, invasion of the body snatchers type yes type kind of way where they you know just take over people who are already existing in the town. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you know it's a shame. I think it's a missed opportunity um, to have uh, this kid who's pretty smart get abducted by a scientist it's a shame because as you said chad he finally does a smart thing that a protagonist in these books should do right and instead of being rewarded for being proactive we then stick like you said dom this smart kid into an into a cold refrigerated room (laughs) for half of the book where he just complains about being cold and nothing happens well let me ask you you guys think the the boy was supposed to die would the boy have died in the freezer did the eggs save his life by turning into a blanket, or are they just nice? Uh, no, I think they saved his life. I think like the little, the little cute one that he had found. Yeah. You know, he he they they chimp they chitter like chimps, I believe they say in the book, mm-hmm. and they communicate to one another, and they make a conscious decision to cover the boy, not his head, but the rest of his body, as a blanket to keep him warm. That's what okay, I okay. So I I, I subscribe to that. That also means. The scientist is, again, even more dumb because after that happens, the scientist comes in and he's like, you let the eggs touch you? You let them merge into a blanket thing that I I can't tell if they're (laughs) stuck that way or not now? I'm really upset about it. You've ruined my work. I guess now I have to kill you. And it's like, wasn't that already the plan? Or, right, like, didn't you didn't you know that he he touched them already? Like, didn't that happen? So was he just going to come keep... in and was like, "Hey, I touched this and I found this," and he's like, "Okay." Yeah, I think he was just going to like keep Dana alive and study him there. I mean, I guess that's also terrifying. It's not I, much better. Yeah, I I guess that's implied. Well, so I I had a couple problems early on in this book, and I just yes. want to loop back before we yes, finish please. up with it. So first off, that was a really long egg fight, and who has <laughs> ever had an egg fight? In well, their life. <laughs> well, that's right. There wasn't time to boil the eggs or paint them right. for Brandy's that, that's party. A, I think that's the, thing that's the craziest part. Is it, it, I wanted to mention that, too. It's it's not just an egg fight. It's an egg hunt. Not on Easter. Never heard of this happening. But whatever. Never. Kids are weird. Sometimes kids want to be princesses. You know, I get it. Fine. Yeah. Totally. 
One but, kid discovers that the eggs. One kid discovers the eggs are raw, and then a full-on egg fight orgy yeah, breaks my, out. My point is, who doesn't fucking boil the eggs? What crazy <laughs> parents are just like random raw eggs just placed around our yard? What are you doing? The 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 other half of that is that the prize for collecting the most eggs was an American Girl doll. Oh yeah, what a great prize! And that upset the boys. The boys started to wrestle once they heard that it was an American <laughs> Girl doll. They began to say, "Let's you wrestle! Let's wrestle with you each other." You can't invite a rowdy of boys over, give them raw eggs, <laughs> and tell them that there's no good prize for them because they will go nuts. The rowdy will go wild. Do do not tell me that there's no rowdy prize. <laughs> Okay, I'm not going to play nice. You do know there was one boy who was like, actually, uh, American Girl Doll sounds pretty good, but I can't say anything because the other boys are already all mad. I'll just, I'll just, I guess I'll have an egg fight. Yeah, he he was getting into the rowdy uh, mindset. The rowdy uh, hive mind took over. I, I would kind of love to 18th century Jessica, but fine, whatever. Let's have an egg fight. <laughs> Steampunk Jessica was really exciting to him, but he wasn't. <laughs> He couldn't get past the rowdy hive mind. There is another licensed. Well, there's battle chess. Battle chess is mentioned yes. toward the end of the book. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's another licensed item that was that was brought up, which is, I guess, you know, standards and practices just were like, you know, yeah, you can say anything now. It's sure, no problem. You sure. don't have to hide it. However, there's a part in in toward the end of the book where he's in the freezer and he gets goosebumps. Oh, and goosebumps yes. is hyphenated. Oh my god, I didn't even see that. Dom. Wait, good wait. eye. Wait, yeah. what? Yeah. I com- I completely missed that. What? Yes, he gets goosebumps. He he get well, he just gets goosebumps on his skin. You oh, know, I think like he got a book for a gift or something. Okay. No, I wish, but it, it was hyphenated, and I found that to be interesting. I was like, okay, all right. Maybe RL all wants right. to differentiate that that is a very different thing, and he's going to change how grammar works just for his branding. Yeah, just not yeah. to not, just not to confuse the universe. I another odd thing I found it, Dom. You you made note of the uh, sock, the balled up sock drawer. Uh, yes. So we know that RL uses repetitive uh, phrasing in order to pe- to pad these books out and to make them take longer. He asks a lot of questions, you know, rhetorical questions. He uh, he'll, he'll make them just sit there and say the same thing and like drop you know drop to new lines and have like one word things just to kind of pad it out, right? Well, during the egg yolk scene, multiple times. The imagery of the birthing is is mentioned about how the yolk is spreading into his socks, and like you said, Dom, there's an odd imagery going on here with this yeah. with this yolk spreading into the socks. It's gross. <laughs> yeah, I think that RL. Uh, uh, so okay, RL has a master class. Are you guys familiar with the master class? Mm, yes. The 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 new the new platform yeah. where you can watch uh, you know actors, directors, writers, all types of people talk about their craft and how they approach it. It's the it. new TED Talks, right? Well, it's it's yes. basically what that yes. is. It's 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 TED Talks you pay for. Mm-hmm. Um my friend Olias, uh he lives in a van mm-hmm. uh and uh he's a friend of mine and he sent me some videos. I just wanted to add that he lives in I a love van because I find that I find that interesting. I love that you him. added that detail. Uh it, it's it seems pretty cool. He seems cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Elias sent me some videos of uh RL's master class. Uh-huh. Uh, and in the videos RL uh, explicitly states that uh, he he likes to write for seven to twelve year olds mm-hmm. because at thirteen kids discover boobs sex yeah and they yes uh, uh, girls and boys <laughs> discover boobs and uh, all bets are off <laughs> uh, and they don't want to read anything else and 
I take issue with that approach to writing because that means that you're you are intentionally writing for a a a, a a, an audience who you think is dumb, mm-hmm. you know, like, and maybe that's a mean way to put it. Yeah, yeah. But it seems to me that RL RL's approach to his his writing and these books is that these are for kids who don't know any better, and so I just have to write enough words. And then when I find something interesting, I'll meander in it in a little bit. Uh-huh. So, like, when with this example with the goop going into socks, I guess he. Was into that, and he just he just stayed on that. For <laughs> he liked that image. That image Ooh, was like there's a something interesting here. Because if you look at the rest of the book, nothing happens. No. It, it is so much internal monologue of like, is it this? Is it that? What is this? What is that? Do I go there? Do I go there? Mm-hmm. Where do I go? <laughs> and it's like, uh, uh, make a choice. Have things heighten. R- let, R- like, let likes the to story wander. get more intense. RL likes to just go outside and he wanders into the story lake. And he just kind of mm-hmm. like, and he, and, he, and he takes his boots off before he does. So he just kind of like... It's like catfishing. He's just kind of step, or what, what's that called? Where you step around on like on shells yeah. of your feet, and you're just yeah. like, where you're trying to pull, like, you, you stick your arm out, right? And arm and your feet. Like, there's another where you just walk around barefoot. You just noodling, noodling, and there's another where you just walk with your bare noodling, feet and yeah. your feet. No, no, but your feet and you feel stuff, right? Is that also noodling? And you're just like, oh, I feel a little bite on my toe. Uh, I guess there's something down there. Like that's what, you ar- know, it might it might not be noodling, <laughs> but it's all noodling to me. Some, I've never heard That's of that. That's a thing. I'm going to find it later. Fish. It's, it's real. Like, Dom, it's real. No, noodling is real. I believe it's real, but it's very It's a way to me. find like oysters or something. I, I swear. But uh, like RL's just doing that story-wise. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to wander down there and just kind of see where the story takes me. And I, oh, can you imagine eggs getting in your socks? I guess that'd be... That'd be scary, or uh, maybe just being real cold. Ah, oh, God, I hate being cold. I was cold last night when I was trying to go to sleep. I'm just gonna write about this that is, for a little bit. This is a that, this is really it. I mean, this stream of consciousness that Chad is having impromptu is exactly how I think RL put together most of these books, especially this one. This one's great. There beyond the sock thing, and we'll get back to the lab very soon. I have two more notes before you get back to to the to the to the uh, to the lab. There's a two points where he tries to go to the parents which is what we've always talked about right the parents never listen to the kids mm-hmm. and i love that he brings literally brings the alien life into the room with his parents both his parents are there he's got the alien creature alive and his parents reaction his dad makes fun of him his dad just fucking busts on him <laughs> yeah multiple yeah. times like fucking hard so hard that his mom has to yell at his dad and that's why they stop paying attention to him is because they get in a fight because his dad was fucking busting on him <laughs> <laughs> this is true i i recall i recall the mother interjecting that it was mean because he told him to sit on he the told egg. him to sit he on was the like egg. why don't you go sit on it <laughs> because like i guess like they were so upset about eggs so so the egg fight happened and then they went to dinner with the grandparents and they told the egg story and the grandparents were like ha 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 uh-huh. how funny and then they all had a laugh and then they get home and dan is like i by the way i have this egg and the parents are just like we've had enough of the egg talk <laughs> we talked about eggs enough um and uh the dad just busts and the on dad right just busts on him and then he takes the egg over to ann's house and ann's having breakfast eggs of course and uh 
and he brings the egg in, which is alive at this point and outside of the egg, and it's making its tri- and hatch and hatch. Yeah. It's making chirpy noises, and he drops it onto the plate by accident where Anne's eating, and then Anne's <laughs> mom picks it up, tries to throw it down the garbage disposal. Fucking Dana unwisely reaches into the garbage disposal and grabs this egg out before it can this creature out before it can be killed, and then the mom seeing the living creature isn't concerned about the fact that there's an alien in her house. It's just that her floor is going to get messy and shoes them out of the house and onwards <laughs> into their journey. What what is her, what is the neighbor's name again? Ashley. Anne. I, yeah. Anne. Anne. Yeah. Anne, Anne is eating eggs. It's such a fucking stupid scene because they're eating scrambled eggs and she's like she's sitting there eating eggs. And she goes, "Wow, these eggs are really good. I think I want some more." And then her mom's like, "I think I'll make an egg for myself." <laughs> and then Dana comes in and he's like, "Oh fucking! Oh no, your sheepdog hit my leg, and I'll drop these this egg monster on your plate." And Anne's reaction is, rotten eggs, rotten eggs. <laughs> she just yells, rotten <laughs> eggs. <laughs> I can't fucking stand this book. It's so goddamn stupid. <laughs> it's so dumb. And then Paul told me, Paul told me, like the other day we were talking and Paul was like, oh, did you read the book yet? And I said, oh, no, I, I read it right before we record. And then Paul said, oh, you're going to hate this one. And he's, he was right. <laughs> it's very bad. This is one of the worst ones. It's it's, it's weird that Aunt, that the, the sister that loves it. i kept wanting to be like listen his his dana's sister uh what was her name uh, uh brandy brandy, Ban- brandy yeah brandy uh <laughs> brandy is a bit special. She loves eggs. She wants to have an egg party in the middle of the goddamn summer. Egg like theme, all egg this thing party, yeah. Yeah, egg theme party and then i thought that would pay off in some better way of like you know, oh, I'm trying to keep my alien egg a secret, and then Brandy finds it and fucking eats it. Or like, right, right. That girl's crazy about eggs. She just eats them all, or whatever. <laughs> no, right, right. That detail's completely related. It's just so that he goes out and finds an egg, I guess. Yes, Brandy was purely a a uh, a plot device to get him to find an egg out in their backyard, and then she disappears. Yes. <laughs> And she's gone for the rest of the book, and it's unfortunate. I, I like. There's a moment where um, he wakes up and he's got the egg monster, and mom and dad are gone, mm-hmm. and they're just gone. And it's like, okay, you know, being somebody who thinks about story, I'm sure you guys do this the same. I'm sure everybody kind of does this. You, you make a guess as to what could happen next. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, it could, like, you know, you just you just start to think. You start to you start to use your imagination. And it's like, okay, you wake up with this egg monster and everyone's missing. Yeah. Like, let's, like, why not just have the rest of the book occur over the evening? Although he does wake up in the morning and they're gone. Mm -hmm. Let's just say he wakes up in the middle of the night and they're gone. Because that's how I read it, because I was speed reading. Uh (laughs) uh, I was just, it, 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 that's how it read to me initially. Why not have him wake up in the middle of the night? everyone's gone there's some kind of abduction or something's going on but the rest of the book uh happens in that one night as things keep escalating and escalating with this egg monster with martians with saucers flying saucers yeah have uh, the egg parents come back for the egg kid sure i mean you could even yeah, you could like, even keep the sci- the kidnapping scientists if you really wanted to like you could still do yeah. that make aliens show yeah. up to bust them out make it be cool and like, crazy like they're not like it's frustrating cuz not only was there an invasion but like the the, the 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 monsters are coming too they're growing and they can form things they can come together and form things like that's yeah. illustrated later in the book in the freezer yeah. 
why not have something interesting happen with all that rather than an adult say, oh, I'm sorry, you can't do, I, you can't leave. We're going to have to study it. Or also, there's nothing interesting. Or also, about I just want to call it like it, they take the form of stuff in that they make a blanket and then they make a blanket again. Like it's just kind of, that's, <laughs> they just keep blanketing. Yeah. They keep blanketing. It's really, they have, I agree with you. I think they're supposed to be able to make other things, but it's just, uh, it's like the Wonder Twins, where it's always just form of a pa- like a pail of water. Like it's just that kind of bullshit. Of, right. That's all. Yeah, that's what you turned right. into. And they because we missed the detail, by the way, that I think I don't know if we actually full on address that the, the the minor vengeance is supposed to be that when the Doctor Gray is like, oh, you're gonna stay. I'm gonna kill you now, or I'm gonna turn it down so cold to be colder than a freezer. And I kind of my immediate response uh-huh. was like. I already assumed it was colder than a freezer. Oh, but okay, sure. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, because he was like dying. Yeah, he was dying. I thought he did. Maybe this kid was just complaining. The egg monster blanket rolls up and just smothers him. I thought we were going to maybe like hear him die. The kid runs out. As like this, these eggs are voring him basically, and then like voring the voring the doctor. Yeah, sorry, the eggs are voring the doctor. Like, oh, so you got his comeuppance, and it's it's that moment to go off what you're talking about, Dom, where like. When he brings the parents back, the lab is like it read as if the lab was not just without the doctor, the egg, but like all the devices were gone, which is also weird. Like, okay, so he got away. It'd be so much scarier if it was like we found a goddamn skeleton, like, (laughs) like, or like, or like, like a like a he should have had like an item, right? That was like his thing, like a pack of like like not cigarettes, but like a like a pack of gum. Oh, sure. they find like the thing that was like his his signifier, his single his mustache or, was how about this? There. They they come back and they're there, but they form it around the doctor in a new giant egg. Something something yeah. terrifying is gonna hatch out of it. I don't know, like just make it s- s- actual spooky stuff. Like Right. What? Yeah, fucking fucking something. Something. <laughs> like it, it, they even surround even like in the same in the same moment when they surround Dana, I thought, you know, oh, well, maybe they'll form, like, because he's a humanoid, they'll form, like, giant egg, this giant egg body, and he'll be able to, like, cut through doors with, like, his sword arm or something. That's Resident Evil's fucking, yeah, I, love it. Egg I love that's it. That's some nemesis yeah. shit right there. That's some nemesis shit. That's what I'm talking about. Um, But, they, like, I thought that something would happen there. But RL used, I don't even know if he used the first idea. I think he used the first half of an idea. He was like, what could they form into? Blanket, okay. Uh-huh. Like you didn't, you didn't look at that again and say, "Could this be more interesting? Could this be more exciting? Could it be more fun?" A blanket, a blanket, a blanket. It's that whole. R- sequence R.L. Is ridiculous. was tired and he wanted to go to sleep, so he wrote a blanket. Right, right. There, it's just ridiculous because it's like it, it, there's just so much stupidity in that part too. <laughs> like the fucking like Dana. Dana's like, I have to think of a way to get out of here, and he goes, "I have an idea." Chapter break. What's his bra- What's his great idea going to be? Oh. I just thought that maybe if there was a phone, I could call my parents, but there's no phone. My idea won't work. You fucking, you could have thought of, like, their idea could have been like, oh, oh my if God. I have a key, oh I could get God. out. That's the same, or, that's as good or, of an idea. As, or and- I'll act like I'm dead <laughs> so the doctor comes in to get the body, and then I stab him in that's, the neck with a with a biro, like, or whatever. That's a way better idea, Jim. <laughs> his uh, idea was, his idea was, what if I escape? That was his idea. Can I call it a, mo- a moment that we, sorry, I would just call it a moment in regards to that, that I think is, like, supposed to be tension, but it's the moment where while he's freezing or complaining about freezing and the dad comes, he hears... When his the, dad comes. His dad comes oh by... Oh, my God. 
and he hears the conversation in Doctor, which should be scary. This is done in really good thrillers of like you're powerless to tell the person who's right there who could help you. Like I'm, I'm here, I'm here, Dad. And like he yells and screams, and then Doctor Gray comes in later after he tells the dad that no one, the boy never came by, and he's never heard of anything. Also, by the way, if I'm a dad, I'm not believing any random old man. I'm like, let me let me see around the lab. Like, let me let me double well, check. Well, but the but best just, part is yeah. the be- oh, go ahead. Sorry, Chad. Go I was ahead. gonna say like the part that I, I'm rambling, but the part that I I think sticks out to me is so Gray comes back in and he's like, yeah, my lab is soundproof. You only were able to hear him because of our our sound system. Like yes, yeah. What? Like it's not even a lab. It's not. Looking like the 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 more obvious thing to do would be oh there's security cameras and and Dana can see via one of the security cameras where he's trapped that his dad's there talking to him oh my god uh-huh. I wish he's gonna help me but instead there's this weird like no the doctor also installed like a surround sound system to listen to jams or maybe to record uh-huh. podcasts it's just like a detail of like RL doesn't even think about the logical For some way reason, to get this beat right. For some reason, you would want the subjects in the room that they're being contained in to be able to hear you, but you not to be able to hear the subjects. What the fuck is the point yeah, of that? What the, I guess yeah. in for instructions, like, I'm going to try talking to the eggs. I'm going to try talking to them now. <laughs> but I don't want them. I do not want to hear what they have to say. I don't want to hear it. Nah, soundproof. Soundproof. I'm not let, interested. Let me, let me I pitch, just want to torture the eggs. Let me pitch another possible uh, cool way for you to do another cool teaser, like, have them come back and everyone's gone. But now you look back at the security footage and you're like fat. They're fast forwarding through the tapes. Cause that's what you always can do. And they see yeah. uh, the eggs have taken the form of a man and are wearing Dr. Gray's in clothes. In the shape of Dr. Gray. Dr. That's Gray. Great. And, they're, and they're leaving and they left and you don't know where they are. And you're like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Right. It's something, something, but I would, well, that would be great. That would that, that's like a great idea. Like they, they, he says, I thought I got all the eggs, but I guess I missed this little one. This one's cute. So it's implied that this is a young egg, right? Uh, okay, well, you have all the eggs together. Do they form anything? Like Just your mind blanket. automatically goes to that. It's like okay, well, now that they're all together, they can make uh, their full Martian. Like right. You know, there's so many different ways. Anyone at home or in your car or at work, wherever you're listening to this, I know that you have at least 10 more exciting ideas (laughs) than a blanket. (laughs) Please give us your exciting ideas of what the thing could become. It's frustrating. There's also a slot where he receives mac and cheese. And and he hates mac and cheese, which is ridiculous. Yeah, I don't don't buy this And then he complains about it. He complains about the mac and cheese. And, like, he tries to complain to Dr. Gray about it. But (laughs) there's a slot. There is a slot that opens, that can open. Yeah. These monsters are goop monsters. Right. They can get through anything. It's slime. It could get through a, a slot. Mm-hmm. If, even if the slot is closed, it would seep through. Right. Never attempted. No. Never attempted. No. I, what um, I love about also when if, it, if 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 you go somewhere and you're like, was my son here? And the and the person goes, no, your son's not here. I mean, you can check outside for his bike. He's not here. That means your son is inside. Yeah, that's that, Dom. That's what I was gonna get to because Chad, you brought that up. He, the the dad, is like being fed the line that his son was never there. Okay, this guy's lying to you. But then the guy goes, "Well, do you want to check?" And the dad's like, 
uh, I'll take your word for it. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I don't like, care about them that much anyway. Honestly, having one less kid would be so nice. Yeah, my other kid's uh, really shitty. She's into eggs. I've got. I'm scared about what her future has in, in store for her. <laughs> you know, we got two kids. I do really like the one, but I do really like roasted in the other. So okay, mm, I'll take your word. Yeah, for we're it. good. Whatever. We're good here. <laughs> Uh, it, yeah, it's frustrating. It's, uh, my, my big beef with all of this is, you know, when you write, when you have an expectation of your audience and you write to that, you're not going to write anything exciting, especially if the expectation of your audience is like, you know, uh, just stupid kids. Right. Because that's what it seems like he's writing for, you know, just in comparison and not to roast RL here over this. But it, J.K. Rowling, Harry Potter. Yes, they came out like a couple years after each other. So the audience was able to grow with the book. Yeah. But even even uh, uh, the first book, uh, The Sorcerer's Stone, mm-hmm. like even that has more exciting, more uh it it's a book that kids can read and they might not understand everything but they get the big picture yeah. i feel yeah yeah like it, there's nothing too overly complicated in it um and that's my beef with this is that i think that rl is thinking of children thinking that they're you know children and he's writing just like run around nonsense right and i read i tried to read a couple of these books as a kid and as you know if you listen to this podcast if this is your first episode welcome to the rl hate show (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot it is we want him to do better we want him to to do better i wanted as a kid i wanted him to do better i abandoned reading a few of these books when i tried as you may know because they were fucking boring. Yeah. Yeah. I, I look, I we've talked about ones that we liked. There have been ones that we've liked. Yes. And we that, and that's what's frustrating yeah. is that cap- he's capable. He's capable of right. Well, I mean, I still subscribe was, to the theory that sometimes other people wrote these. I still I subscribe to that. I agree. And I I heard a little rumor that there was a lawsuit about the writing of these books at some point. Wait, is this something you feel confident? To bring up, or should we do I a little can, research and then we'll do like a, I think a full? We need, I think I think we gotta do a little more research. But I've heard the scuttlebutt that there's so there might have been a, a little bit of a lawsuit. Interesting, interesting. That's also a good tease for us to do some further research. I, I think mm-hmm. it's like I'm, you know what it is. Now is your time to step forward. Yeah, I th- if you've been listening to this podcast because you were involved in the lawsuit and you really hate <laughs> RL and this is therapeutic for you, it's time to come. Or forward. RL, if <laughs> you want to come forward and address these claims. On the podcast, we'd love to have you. Um, we have an open chair and an open mic. We'll let, we'll make this thing a rowdy for you, RL. <laughs> Get in here. I think what you're getting at, Dom, comparing it to like rallying and stuff, is it's even just basic stuff that kids will pick up even if they don't know it. Like the ideas of foreshadowing and paying things off, even if kids aren't aware of that stuff and they're not like meta thinking about where an arc goes, they'll appreciate, oh, if... A girl loves eating eggs in the first part of the book. Maybe she should eat the egg monsters at the end. Like, you know, at some, the end, that would be great. Like hey, some sort of thing he like gets that. Out, he gets out. He rescues his egg Martian that he's that he's birthed, that he's yeah. the father of. And then his sister eats it at the end. She's going to have it. some weird alien stuff happen to her, right? Yeah, whatever. Sure. But it's like it's set up and payoff. It's just general storytelling. Yeah. Deeply upsetting. I'll say this. Somehow, though, this book didn't have that issue that so many other ones do where it's meandering, but it didn't feel like they're just padding chapters. Like, it's a terrible no. book that's boring. At least it just – that's why I asked you when this book recorded. Like, let me say that again. So I got to ask you guys at the beginning. It was like, 
Does this book just feel like it was sixty pages long? I mean, it was no, miserable. For sure. Yeah, yes. Well, and, that, and that's the thing is that the, it 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 goes on. It, it is very linear, mm-hmm. but there are chapters where nothing happens. Yes. Where he just goes roundabout, like, oh, maybe, oh, I found out a way to get out. Oh, my, and the very next chapter begins. Oh, wait, my idea doesn't work. I can't get to a phone. Yeah. I hate this book. <laughs> it feels like a man had a deadline in a weekend and he had to hit it. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's, out, it's, it's, it really, it really does. Um, it's unfortunate. And, uh, <laughs> this one's a real rotten egg, guys. I I had a blast there reading it because of how weird it. I I I enjoy no matter what that these later books, as bad as they are, are at least they're they're becoming like a different type of horror book, and that's what I remember more. Like they're not even scary anymore; they're just kind of like wacky tales of interest. Right? Yes, it's just weird, and which is like his direct inspiration for the series is EC Comics mm-hmm. and they did that they had weird fantasy mm-hmm. which was in line with Tales from the Crypt and even Tales from the Crypt or Vault of Horror all those stories um, or all those publications they all had stories of just like funny horror or strange horror or weird fantasy it's uh, it's in line with what inspired him to I do I think this. what we're yeah. going to do Dom is uh, and Paul is we're going to have to save up and maybe invest on a shared masterclass for us to listen to. I think you're right. Should we review the masterclass? I think we might need to. I mean, we're going to save up. It's like 90 bucks for it or something. That's... Oh, I can't afford that masterclass. <laughs> I think we all huddle by one computer and watch one masterclass. <laughs> uh, I just want to... I guess we're just going to have to not get better at writing. <laughs> I just want to hear the argument. And I'm... Listen, these books have gotten really weird. But if this part that you bring up, and by the way, that I love that your friend who lives in a van, it's not out of monetary concern because he can spend it's 90 bucks on an R.L. Stein masterclass. Uh, it is. Well, it's he, he it just full disclosure, he did not pay for the masterclass. Uh, it, he had access. Oh, to that, also. interesting. Okay. Well, all right. Either way, I think it's interesting the beat you bring up of R.L. going, well, at some point, kids just get interested in boobies and that's all uh-huh. they want to concern about. Uh, yes. why didn't these books just get fucking weirdly sexual? Like, why didn't these, why? But they do, they do, they do get weirdly sexual because like, as we said, like RL will be writing and then he'll trip into a weirdly sexual moment and then he'll meander there for a little bit and then he'll go on without even knowing it. Yeah, I guess so, I just mean like, right. why isn't he writing these like bad penthouse 13 year old teen novels? Like. And and then the girl and then Susie. I mean, she he has me. that writing experience. We know he has that writing experience. What are you right. referencing? He wrote smut. He wrote. Oh, that's you right. Know, he in for, old, I for completely old, forgot it, about that. In old pornographic magazines, they would have a pictorial like series of uh, you know, the undressing, the situation, the undressing, the sex, and it would be accompanied by copy. That would say, you know, Biff was a was a hard ass construction. A hard ass with a hard ass. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> a hard ass with a hard ass. Yes, and uh, he wrote those. I would throw this out there. Yep. Maybe sometime we read some RL smut. I'm I'm down. I'm 100 game. I'm I'm 100. If we can get him to tell us which issues he contributed to, I wonder. I I wonder which because you know the magazines, pornographic magazines really go deep into uh, niche fetishes, mm-hmm. you know? So I'd be really interested in to, to see what porn he was writing for. Yeah, also, uh-huh. I you wonder know? if we could just tell based on, like, his general storytelling sensibilities of halfway through the story, it's like, this girl 
was ready for Bone Town. Was she ready for Bone Town? Was I ready for Bone Town? Could we handle going to Bone Town? Chapter break, I decided I was not yet ready for Bone Town. I'm gonna wait a little bit. Like just like that kind of that kind of weird dramatic tension. I covered her in a blanket. <laughs> I kept Dave her warm. That got me he real was hot. about to come. <laughs> Dave thought was he he was about to come. It was gonna happen any second. Whoops, it was just the fire alarm. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, it was just pee. It was just pee. <laughs> oh, oh boy. okay. Well, how many bumps you give this? Uh, how many eggs? I'm giving this ten rotten eggs, which is the most rotten eggs, which is bad. Okay, ten rotten eggs from Paul. Chad. I'm gonna say out of a a dozen rotten eggs, egg eggs, mm-hmm. uh, but you want the you want more eggs. I think I'm giving this a three out of 12 eggs. Wow. Three out of 12 eggs. Get some points for trying a weird thing uh, (laughs) and for going to the authorities. I love that. And then nothing happens. So I needed some more eggs in my life. Three out of 12 eggs, one out of four eggs. If we just, you know, or on the Paul scale, I guess this is nine out of 12. Mine's on rotten eggs. Rotten eggs. I, I'm going to give it one old big goose egg, okay? That's Whoa, what I got. one Damn. old goose egg? Yeah, one goose egg. One big goose the egg. The one he shat out at the end. One fat zero. Yeah, he pooped it out. Did, did, they, say what, did they say he pooped it out? Or did they say that- <laughs> It came out of his yeah, ass. Yeah, he said he fucking shit it out. What a, what, what a, what a, like, you're like, okay, what weird could happen at the end of this book? Oh, I guess he could lay an egg. Boom. Done. But he didn't even, yep. like, eat an Pray egg. They guys. just touched him. So they, like, laid eggs in him at some point. That means that the that means the Martians fucked him. Oh no, the Martians <laughs> fucked him while he was sleeping. <laughs> that means the Martians <laughs> fucked him. I think we are drawing a huge conclusion <laughs> that is way more interesting than anything that happens in this book. Wow. Um, okay. Well, what what do we say, guys? We we gave it our best. We read the whole thing. We talked about it. And now it's up to our patrons to choose the next book that we're going to read. I say we got to keep calling all creeps on that. Oh, poll. of course, calling all creeps Chad? is now the uh, the incumbent runner somehow. <laughs> like yeah. it just keeps yeah. well, going because because we have because we watched. I believe we watched the television episode. Didn't yeah, we we're not? gonna have to revisit it because it's been so long. But I'm excited. Yeah, to we talk should. About uh, the television episode is incredible. Um. And that's all I'll say. We say this knowing we're uh, not gonna be able, we're not gonna be able to read this for six months. It's just not gonna come up. Who knows? The you good- don't think you don't think people are gonna vote for it? I think it might have came. I'm trying second. not to sway the vote. I'm trying to like I, I think we're teasing it well, but I don't want to sway it too hard. Okay, yeah, let's not sway it. Okay, it's not incredible. It's interesting. Okay. You know what? Don't vote <laughs> for it. Reverse psychology. We'll definitely have Revenge of the Lawn Gnomes on there, right? Sure. Okay, Revenge of the Revenge of the Lawn Gnomes. Or wait, is that the sequel? Is there is there a first no, one? No, because that's the next one in the <laughs> in in series order for us. That's the next book. It sure sounds like that would be the next one. Uh or the sequel. It does. Yeah. It does. How about um How I Learned to Fly? What do you what do you why don't we throw that that's out great. there? That's great. Okay. And what's the fourth oh, one? We have, go, we have Ghost Camp in there because I want to keep I think the camp. Books All right, let's have been keep good. Ghost Camp. Yeah, let's give let's give kids let's give everyone the opportunity. Opportunity to continue the series in numerical. Okay, mode. sure, oh, sure. If you if you hate this chaos, you can reestablish order. It's like Twitch plays Pokemon. You can vote for either anarchy or diplomacy. Like you know, it's uh, right. Let's see it, what the universe chooses. Sure, that sounds great, uh, guys. I think this has been a solid episode to read with you guys. 
for sure. Yes, this was. I think so. I think I think it's. Uh, you know, we all went through this together. Um, like Vietnam. Uh, we'll be brothers, rowdy brothers forever. <laughs> rowdy boys. Our rowdy will stick together. <laughs> Uh, let's wrap this up, guys. What what's what do we have going on in our lives? Anything you guys want to share? Um, I have. I just have to jump at this opportunity because I drew Chad. I drew a Sonic illustration yes. that mm-hmm. people enjoyed, and uh, you know, I've got some T-shirts made of that Sonic illustration, and I've got one for you. You've already I purchased bought mine. It. Thank you so much for supporting. It's yours. It's in my closet. It's yours. <laughs> when I see you, it's a hilarious um, T-shirt. Do you want to describe it's it? It's a Dom? drawing of Sonic, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's a drawing of Sonic, and Sonic is saying, "Baron, it's me, Sonic. Listen." You have to convince your father that climate change is real. <laughs> uh, and yeah, you can get that on my website, comfyjunior.com. I also have a new set of Paperback Paradise postcards that I think are pretty good. And um, you got bookmarks. I made some bookmarks. I made a bookmark that says, how's my reading? Call 1-800-KISS-MY-ASS. That's a great one. Um, and then I have, uh, I have another bookmark um, that says, step back. This book is protected by the Second Amendment. <laughs> Uh, check them out on comfyjr.com. Go ahead, comfyjr. The First Amendment protected by its big brother, the Second <laughs> Amendment. The Second Amendment. Hey, you're not going to let my friend speak? Well, I'm going to blow your ass away. <laughs> Nemesis style. <laughs> Nemesis thinner style. <laughs> Chad, uh, Chad, what do you got going uh, on? You yeah? know, uh, a bunch of episodes of Unique Kitty that I wrote a long time ago are finally coming out. Uh, the entire month of February is just like... Let's just drop a did bunch I of Unikitty episodes. Did I see a an, did I see an election inspired episode? Oh, yeah. yeah, I haven't actually even got to watch the final episode of that. How that turned out yet? I'm really excited. Uh, there's like 20 ish Unikitty episodes dropping in the next couple weeks. Uh, and there's a bunch of great ones. Uh, I'm really happy with how they turned out, and I got to have a lot of fun friends come on the show and and write them with me. And uh, I think you should check them out. They're on whatever. A streaming service has them. If you, you want to get well, out. they they're on they they air on Cartoon Network, yes. right? I just assume no one has cable anymore. Yeah, they air on Cartoon Network. That's true. Usually, there's one or two new ones a day. Yeah, I think you can log into you can use the Cartoon Network app or something if you have cable or your parents have cable and you can watch them. Yeah, there's also a tablet app. I think it's even easier to watch them on. Uh, there's clips on YouTube. I mean, you oh, can it's find, just clips on YouTube. You can That's find right. other ways to watch them if you really want to. But uh, you should watch it where the money daily is. motion. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but they're all pretty good. I, I would say check those out if you enjoy a very silly uh, show for uh, for kids that had a lot of love and put into it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Paul, Paul, what about you? What you got going on? Me? I got nothing going on. I ain't doing shit. That's a lie. No, That's I got, a goddamn I, lie. Uh, well, we got a lot going on, but we got continue. Continue's still going. There's been some great episodes on Continue Show. Uh, youtube.com slash continue show we got i just want to say continue had an incredible series about godzilla on the godzilla game that, that we, we all played yeah uh you have go watch the godzilla episode it's so f- it's it really made me lull just gonna say that i think that um i want to say i want to say i just also want to say that not and no this is no dig to you guys but uh, continue is kind of the best it's ever been right now i, I really think it's super i funny. really think that the past like year or two we've had a re- we we started a Patreon for Continue, similar to how we have a Patreon for this show. And in doing the Patreon, it has allowed us to say, fuck it, to YouTube uh, algorithms. And now we do whatever the fuck we want. And I think it's made the show better. I've been loving it. I think you guys are in the middle of a continue Uh yes. if you will. A yeah. continue yeah. Yes. 
So continue. the editing is incredible. Uh, the editing is. We so good. hired an editor, Brian Nappy. Again, another thing that the Patreon made possible. And I think that Brian's outside eye, he creates moments that I don't think any of us would think of because we're connected and too close to it. His his little bit of distance has really really made it shine. Brian's That's incredible. That's great. Well, That's great. Also, uh, also, you do a show called Pretend Friends, yes. and this I'm going to do a quick sidebar and I'm going to continue the promotion. But you do a show called Pretend Friends with our friend Kevin Cole, who's listening to this right now because he's editing. Hi, Kevin. Us. And Kevin, Kevin, hi, Kevin. Hello, Kevin runs Pretend Friends, which is his RPG that yes. he's created. Yes, his his game system. And you and I were having a conversation. We floated this idea. Oh yeah, introduce yeah. it to Chad as we introduced it uh, as we introduce it to the audience. Just gonna float this out there. I'm, I'm just lobbing it. If somebody catches it, great. What if Kevin ran a Goosebumps RPG with us playing ourselves? I'm what if we played so, I'm sorry, ourselves? I'm sorry, what? Chad, Chad, what if we played ourselves? Oh and what God. if the characters, what if the characters were each of us and we had to make stats based on our actual real life attributes? Okay. And and then Kevin made a short one shot where we got sucked into a Goosebumps book of his design. Are you guys describing my dream? Is this like uh, a birthday Christmas all in one? This sounds amazing. It sounds great. It's going it? to be like Goosebumps the movie starring Chad and his friends, Dom and Paul. <laughs> no, starring all three of us. It's a it's a group it's ensemble a for uh, sure. It's a rowdy. It's a rowdy for sure. Uh, surprise, Kevin. That's an idea we had. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, if, you, if you really like the idea... <laughs> Turn up the audio on that part. Um, uh, uh, but y- y- you do pretend friends with Kevin. And uh, funny enough, uh, we hit 500 reviews. We did. We hit five on iTunes. Mm. We fucking did it. Thank you guys so much. What a wonderful feat. That is incredible. 500 reviews. Thank you. We're going to read a couple of them soon. But Oddly, somebody. I, something happened. I was looking at the reviews <laughs> of, of Goosebuds. But then I went and looked at the Pretend Friends reviews, which if you want to leave a review on Pretend Friends, do that as well. Someone left a Goosebuds review on Pretend Friends. I'm going to read it because somehow it got <laughs> over the, it got put over there and I want to make sure that it gets the, the notice that it deserves so it doesn't get lost on that page. It's from H808, longtime listener. First time caller, an old an old callback to a continue cast review line that we'd love to have people give to us. <laughs> Paul Dom and Chad are quite the characters when it comes to critiquing the books of many of our childhoods. While some installments of Goosebumps are complete stinker of Goosebumps are complete stinkers, the hosts make quick work in breaking those books down for consumable content great for a car ride or a weekend day off work. Keeping up with the many projects of these creators has always led me to funny moments over the years and has me looking forward to further supporting their endeavors. Much love from a longtime fan, and here's to many more years of laughter. What a nice review. Thank you for leaving it. I'm, it's funny that it's on Pretend Friends. We'll accept it anywhere. We love it. <laughs> that's right. We're at 500, not at 501, because that's the current. We're at 502 spiritually. Thank Hot you. Hot wow. damn. Yes. yes. Um, Chad, do you want to pick one? To yeah, read? sure. I'll uh, read this one from Dan H. A.K. Droman Sagero. And he says, <laughs> R.L. Stein's Love Child Podcast, five stars. If you're looking for a great podcast about Goosebump books, then search no more. You found it. If you're also looking for a podcast that is, is equally hilarious as it is entertaining, then you've also found that perfect podcast. 
Dom, Paul, and Chad are three great friends talking about books that are almost as bad as the Canadian acting in the TV series. Yet these fellows know how to make them into digestible and hilarious books to listen to and enjoy, while at the same time making tasteful 9-11 jokes, I might add. I have been listening tasteful. tasteful. <laughs> I have been listening to these guys for a while now, and I just have to say to them, thank you. Thanks for the great stories, captivating conversations, and of course, the great laughs I've had with you guys over the years. Also, if you're looking for some other cool stuff, check out Tales from the Tavern or the great stuff at ComfyJunior.com. Wow, oh, what, a, what, a cool oh, what a sweet, what a sweet, sweet solid plug. plug Thank you Dan. so much. That, that's a real nice one. It's just nice to hear, and th- like the one that we just got from uh, from from H808. It's nice to hear that people have been listening for a long time and that they're still into it. We love you. Guys. We haven't we chased them without. away yet. That's very no, nice. To we hear. have not. You know, I want to read two two reviews. Yes, I'll make them quick. Yeah. This one, I just have to read because it reminded me of something we said on this podcast, and I don't... I, I'm just going to read it. Is it glomped? This podcast... Is this podcast glomped the heck out of me <laughs> by spe- Killer Special K? If you don't know what glomph is, it stands for Got Little Old Me Pretty Freaked. <laughs> Thanks, Dom. Says, See, I don't, I'm not sure I, if I said I that. Said I think that, you might have said that. Yeah, yeah, I think you said that. And it is totally what this podcast may or may not do to you. Either way, Paul, Dom, and Chad are three hilarious and charming host, and every single show is a spooky trip down memory lane with a classic Goosebumps tale. Give it a listen if you have excellent taste in podcasts <laughs> and stories written for young adults about puberty issues. Let, that now that that's sink in. <laughs> um, I, I do. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, that was, I was happy to be reminded of Glump. I forgot we about Glump. We have to talk about. We have to use the glomp factor next time we read. We do. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That should be that should be our rating scale. I agree. That yes. From now on, okay. glomp. How glomped it made us. Yes, I think that's a okay. good. And that's a good point. I, I have another review here. Fantastic podcast by R J N C. I believe those are two zeros following his name. I just moved to a new town because my parents are scientists studying archaeology, archaeology robot, robotics. I made a new friend, and when we're not listening to Goosebuds, we're trying to figure out the mystery of the chupacabra attacking people in town. It's probably the old man that lives alone in the spooky house. Update, Chad, black jeans, 4230. Did he get it? What was it? Let me, let me, let me, let me just find it to see this one again. Say that again. Black jeans, 32. 42. 42 or 32? 30. 42. 40, 42.30. Not right. Not right. 32 is also too not short. right. I'll help you out there. For, it's not right. Uh, yeah. It's definitely right. too short, without a doubt. 32 is like, I don't even know who's what, what height you'd have to be to wear 32s. I Yeah, I don't uh, I don't know. I, that, I would well, say... Well, 42 is waist. I would say he's, the closest... He's, he's saying 42 waist, 30, 30 Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say closest, closest they've gotten, but 30 length uh-huh. is crazy. I don't know. Yeah, I'll look at that one. I I gave them too much too much of a tip with that. I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. I think they're getting closer. Listen, this is a fun if, game. If you're to not going to get our jeans, if you're, new you're to the, not going to get our jeans. <laughs> if you're new to the podcast, just so you know, this game is uh, a game we play where if you can guess the color and size of one of our jeans, we will send you a <laughs> pair of our jeans. <laughs> jeans. You know what's fucked up is that if they do it to me and they get it right, I need to buy new jeans. I only have one pair. <laughs> Me too. I have, I have very few pairs of jeans. Yeah, guys, it's time for us to go out and get new jeans for ourselves when this happens. Good point. Good point. <laughs> That's a great point. And I think that might be a special place to uh, leave this one off. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Guys, I uh, thank you so much for joining us again. If you want to support the show, uh, besides leaving a review, you can go to our Patreon. That's uh, patreon.com slash uh, goosebuds. 
Uh, is that right? Patreon.com slash Goosebuds? Why yes, does that sound crazy? it is. Let me it is. Yeah, one just, more time. You can support this show by going to Patreon.com slash Goosebuds. Uh, you get access to bonus content like our awesome Discord. Uh, our You can vote on what books we read. We mentioned that before. And we also do bonus episodes of Camp Goosebuds, which is basically just a less focused podcast and twice as funny, I would say. Um, mm. And you can check those out as well. Uh, we we yep. appreciate all your love. Oh, you know, fucking A. Fucking A. I, we didn't talk about the serious issue Whoa. that I, I ran a poll on. Oh, yes. That's right. The poll. Should we... I, should, should we talk about it? Do we have enough time? No, yeah, or should well, we I wrap think, this one I think, up? Well, I think we should save it. We should talk about it. I think it's a great conversation piece for Camp Goosebuds, actually. That's actually, you know, that's quite... That's that is a great conversation piece for Camp Goosebuds. You're right. The poll mm-hmm. was you could you could tell them what the poll is though. As a, okay, as a, the poll is the poll. I, I I believe I wrote something along the lines of Goosebumps is real. RL's creations have come to life, and it is utter chaos. They are running amok. It is chaos. There is just insanity happening. Monsters everywhere. It's just crazy. Which Goosebud is most likely to accidentally hit an innocent bystander? <laughs> With their car <laughs> amid the chaos. And we're going to find out the answer to that on the next Camp Goosebuds. On the next Camp Goosebuds. Or if you want to follow us at Goosebuds Pod on Twitter, you can find out for yourself. But the conversation is going to happen on Camp Goosebuds, baby. See you there. See you there. See you by the fireside, baby. <laughs> uh, guys, uh, thanks so much for being my friends, and I'll see you soon around the campfire. Thanks for getting glomped with me, guys. Oh, God. Don't glomp me too hard. I'm delicate. <laughs> All right, bye, guys. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. This episode of Goosebuds is brought to you by our beautiful patrons at patreon.com slash goosebuds. Thank you to Kale Clinton. Really scraping the bottom of the barrel with these cat names, guys. <laughs> uh, should be scratching the bottom of the ah. barrel. Hollis Hornbeak. <laughs> Stefan Jive Turkey Kuwabara. Fred Atkins. Nathan Dolzal. David Cron. Chris Birch. Dapio. Mickey C. Michael McDowell. Clayton <laughs> C. Kyla Tharp. Buddy Morrill. Mike Lanteri, Nick Hinkle, Joshua P. Robertson, Cameron Murphy Audio, Daniel Kaleas, Jim Greaves, John Luke, Jared Mason, Martin A. Macias, Zane Keefe, Matt Sadler is gonna start selling this pace, this space to advertisers. <laughs> you peace, you peace, Sadler. <laughs> that too, Pearl Henderson. Joshua Lopez. The Rupal Productions. Jobs. Christopher Boyce. Jonas or Jonas Blatterman. <laughs> we do not know. Afshin Mataleb. Mickle Hearts Corn underscore. Ah, <laughs> oh, Danke McSanke. Bean Father Spookman. Jennifer Britton. Stephen Ghost Kisser Daniels. Victor. Brandon Rowdenbush. Aaron T. Strunk. No cute name, just the Mantis, baby. <laughs> Chris Culver. John Jimco. Heath Robinson. Turtlemancer. Brian Wells. Sleepy Boy 69. Those tricks won't work anymore. <laughs> they don't work. 
Joe, remember to save early and often, Scott. Paul Grosso, the Dragon Llama. Zentacles. Walter Frazier. Drew Applegate. Michael Knight. (laughs) (laughs) Taylor Dirks. John Keaty. Kramer. Aaron watching you sleep dumb cold. Nice, he got you again. (laughs) Becca, Becca McWilliams. Stealth Bates. Joseph Miranda. Alistair Perez. Scott Colopy. Robert Moon. Patrick Reynolds. S. Third Sergio. Jason Crooker. Vincent Modica. Luke Noodles. Zam Bambino. He's a good boy. That's an inside mm. joke between me and him. <laughs> Miguel Pardo. Tammy. David Lee Backbone, a.k.a. DL Spy. Nice. Just a pretty good dog overall. Christina Dolly. Clay Castle. Calf. <laughs> Cody Redfield. Matt Bachelor. Randy Hernandez. Trendy Moron. Tyler Penner. Maddie. Boyo Boyo. Ishak Arafin. Jake Young. Axel Rock. Matthew Rieger. Ryan Melfi. Heidi Shanks. Gabe Chavez. Shifty Swamps. Reinfected. Hector Alberto Rivera Ortiz. I'm too lazy to come up with a clever name, so fuck it. Damn it. Jack Frazy. Devaldi. Alan Sailor. Kyle Top Billings. Oh, nice. Nice. Sam Z. Hash. James Roy. Mikey Jello. Chosen One. Gregory D. Warren at your service. <laughs> Jin K. Bradford Coulter, Esquire. Nathan Whoa. Remick. Jonas Eggman. Rich Hilborn. Ethan Obama. Aiden Deace. Dylan Vaughn. Toothless Barry, the Whistler Bostowitz. Nice, nice whistle you had. Well done. Thank well you. Done. Well done. Dan Henshaw. Joshua Jacobwitz. Andrew Sheriff. Justin Wagman. Reed Steubendike. Matthew Literal. Cry Bricky. They took my thumbs. <laughs> Cardboard Walk. The John D. and Catherine T. McCarthy. <laughs> Good job. Tommy, the breakfast must flow hoey. Oh, yeah, we all agree with that. That's a great one. Welcome to my goblin library. <laughs> yes. yes. Eric LeBaron. Joey Evans. Nick V. Big Bo on the beats. Rug. Andre Villanueva. Up in champ. Carewise Gamgee. Alicia Grafe. Solazo. <laughs> James Hudson. Anthony Kuabara. Malicious delicious. <laughs> nice. Carl Kleinsasser. Senpai Gods. Cameron Hansen. Brock Graham. Yanni Marconvina. Hugh Bolin. Jake H. Swaggy Yolo Squire. The swaggiest squire in the Yolo Shire. Yes. Very nice. Get slinked, B-word. Yeah, I censored, yeah. It's gonna keep happening. Frank V. Eloise, wow. Elusive Koala. Eloise Koala. Eloise, Eloise Koala. Uh, Lee Wood. <laughs> Jessica Zeeball. Paul's Christmas Sock. I don't, uh, I don't know what that's about. 
We that's kinda... a, I think that's about getting slain. Yeah, I don't know don't. what that's about. Mm. Blake Alvarez. <sighs> Generally depressing. Itono Moore. Christian Van Skeever. Samuel Lowell Jackson. Boney. Brooke X. Boss Skeleton. Corey Shelley. Yeah. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Pallet Town Champ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and we got some new patrons this month. Low Belly, Hate Me. Nicholas Butler. Jeremy Lowe. Zach Connor. Daniel Cotter. And Carter Glass. Welcome to the Book of Names. <laughs> You'll never get out. <laughs> That's the book closing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you all. Thank you to all of you. Thank you for your support. It is very. We love you. It is very, very appreciated. It is best. We love you. Bye.